Uh, welcome to Walk. My name's Hayden, and I'm the senior pastor here at Walk Church. On behalf of my wife Nina, who you heard from earlier, and our team, we're just we're glad that you chose on this hot July Sunday to get to church. Amen. 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 If you're online joining us right now, welcome to Walk Online, and so glad that you you jumped on. Drop something in the comments. Let us know where you're watching or joining us from, so we can we can champion that. We can celebrate that God is moving. He's all over the place. Amen. He's all over the place. He's at work in such a, a real way. And today, I'm grateful that I get a chance to, to encourage you out of the Word of God in a series that we've titled The Parable Collection. Parable Collection. Throughout this summer, uh, we're taking different parables that Jesus preached on, and we're putting them under the microscope for a moment, and we're saying, God, what can you teach us? from these parables that we can apply in our daily lives today. So we're looking at these parables. We, we looked at the parable of the prodigal sons, uh, not just the son, but the two lost sons, which is more of a story about the forgiving and gracious father. Amen. We looked at uh, the parable of the good Samaritan that Pastor Josh Carter preached on and took us into the, to the depths of how Jesus is the real and truer good Samaritan, how we're the we're the broken one on the side that is in need of the saving. Amen. Uh, we looked at the parable of the Minas last week, which really describes how God is this gracious giver of gifts and resources and talents and treasure. And then he, he wants us to do something with them. He doesn't want us to just sit on them and just hope that something happens. Come on. Jesus wants us to go make something happen. Amen. By faith. Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room? what the Lord can do. Amen. We just, we just sang it, but friends, don't let it just be a song. Let it be your life that we would get to a place where the Lord could even say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But how many of you know that's a word that's only given to faithful servants? I know that stings a little bit because I mean, some of y'all, I'm going to call out some people in the room today. I won't use any names. I'm just aware that in a room that's this size, there may be somebody Who's here today that may get nudged to, to do something with their faith? Why, why do I say that? Well, I'm kind of on, on this thing right now where I just don't want to play church. Amen? Like, I just don't think that that is super powerful. Just showing up, checking a box, scratching this itch that says, I need to go to church. No, I believe Jesus wants to live his life through us, which is the idea of walk church. One step at a time, amen? So my prayer is not just that you would be inspired today. My prayer is that you would have a next step today. My prayer is that you would leave this room or leave this online service and think, I got to do something about today, amen? Amen, amen for those in the back? Amen. All right, come on. I think this 10 o'clock still kind of, come on, somebody shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, right? Let's get there today. If you're ready, say ready. ready. If you're hungry, say let's eat. let's eat. Let's eat. Father, as we prepare now to eat from your word, uh, Lord, I pray that you would deposit something into our hearts, into our minds, that we can apply today. Lord, I pray that we would get a little bit better today in our walk with you, in our faith towards you, in our personal relationship with you. Jesus, speak to me today. Come on, pray that right now. Jesus, speak to me. Just ask him. Just say, Lord, open my heart. 
open my mind to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, we're in Mark chapter 4 today, and I want to look at a parable that may even sound or seem a little bit familiar. My prayer is that we'll be able to get something fresh uh, from it. We've asked the Lord to speak. We've sang the word. Now let's read the word uh, together. Mark chapter 4, we're looking at verses 30 all the way through 34. When you get there, say, I'm there. All right, this side feels good right here. How about anybody over here? Y'all there? Okay, there by way of screen, then hopefully we're there. Here we go. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. And he, speaking of Jesus, said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? I love this first verse right here because it emphasizes this idea. Jesus is about to give us a teaching on the kingdom. He's saying, hey, when it comes to the kingdom of God, which is an important topic, amen? Come on, help me out today, church. Amen? Come on, some Matthew 6, 33 people, right? The, the kingdom of God is the first thing that we should seek. So the more that we get to know about the kingdom, the more we're understanding what we should be living like. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, everything else he'll do, right? What, what can we compare the kingdom of God? Jesus goes, what parable should I use for it? And he gives us this next one. Come on, this is something we should lean into. Any, any Bible-hungry believers in the room today? I love the word. Verse 31, it's like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it's sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and, and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. What a picture. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He, he did not speak to them without a parable. But privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. That's my prayer today, that the Lord, with the disciples in this room and online, he would explain more uh, to us today. Amen? Amen just says, yeah, I feel that. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. This is the parable of the mustard seed. We're, we're looking at the parable of the mustard seed. Maybe you've heard about the mustard seed. You've heard it referred to faith, as small as a mustard seed, this parable of the kingdom principle of the mustard seed. I want to preach a message to you from the simple title, God can do a lot with a little. Amen? God can do a lot. Somebody felt led to clap. I'm with you. God can do a lot with a little. In fact, sometimes we do this at Walk Church and it's a little uncomfortable, but it's okay because God will grow us in our uncomfortability. I want you to preach the title of this message to the person directly to the left of you right now. God can do a lot with... Ray, let me tell you something. God can do a lot with... Now hit the person on the right side too. Give them a loving Jesus nudge. Come on. Say friend or soon to be friend. God can do a lot with a little. Put it in the chat. God can do a lot with a little. I have my package of mustard seeds right here. And I wasn't quite sure how small an actual mustard seed is. But these babies are small. Like, I just opened it and some are falling out. Like, can y'all see this right here? I can't either. Come on, right? <laughs> this little mustard seed, God can do a lot with a little. 
I mean, look at this picture. I just found a picture of a mustard. Like, this should be one of those, like, baby shower games. Amen? Like, how many mustard seeds are in this jar? Like, come on, right? Like, there's a lot. And this could be a, like, if you zoomed in on this guy right here, that's how it would look. These little mustard seeds are tiny. And Jesus chooses to illustrate his kingdom principle through the mustard seed. Like, this is a picture of some hands with some mustard seeds inside uh, the hands. We'll put it up here on the screen, right? It's this idea that the mustard seeds, there's a bunch in there, and God can take these little mustard seeds, and he could blow them up into something significant, amen? Like, in this form and fashion, it doesn't look like much, but how many of you know, just like we just sang, God is able to take little mustard seeds and grow them up into... So I, I, I looked up and did some research. I've been on my botanist kick this past week, focusing in on the mustard seed. And then I was looking at mustard trees. Let me give you a picture of a mustard tree, right? So this are mustard plants all around it with a mustard tree that had grown significantly. And you see the branches kind of poking its way out. Come on. How, how, how can these little seeds right here, these little seeds turn into that? Come on. Amen. I, I just want to go ahead and, and encourage you today, like increase your faith that, that the mustard seed, Jesus says, what's the kingdom of God like? He's like, imagine a sower with mustard seeds goes and sows seeds and it grows into this big, huge tree that even the birds come down and make their nest in the tree. I want to talk a little bit more about what that could potentially mean. I want you to just envision that for a second. Like, It doesn't say this is a good sower. In fact, this sower is just coming. He's just throwing some seeds around. You know what I'm saying? Throwing some seeds around. One of y'all was like, thought y'all was at hibachi, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And sprinkling these mustard seeds, right? And leaves and says, this is the picture of what kingdom activity can look like in your life. I got three, three points. They're, they're going to be super rich, deep, theological, long, drawn out points. Y'all know when I say that, I'm setting you up, right? Point number one, point number one here, let's put it up on the screen. Start small, amen? Start small. When it comes to kingdom activity, according to this parable, here's what Jesus says, be okay with small. Start small. I once heard somebody say it like this, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. You don't have to start at level 10, you just got to start. Some of this idea of walk church implies that it begins with the next step. The journey of following Jesus is not A, jump to Z. No, it's just A to B. And so if you start small, that's the starting place for, for us. I mean, look at the verse. Let's go ahead and examine it for a minute and exposit this four-verse parable. Verse 31 says, it's like a grain of mustard seed. We just looked at that. Now he describes the seed. When sown on the ground, it's the smallest of all the seeds on earth. 
Now, Jesus, in his attempt here to try to paint a picture for us, what, what's a parable? Let me remind you, right? A parable is a short-form story, right? It's a simple story. It's used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. It's, it's usually a, a short, fictitious, sometimes fictitious, sometimes not, story that illustrates a moral attitude or religious principle. We're talking about a kingdom principle. Jesus is using this short-form story to try to declare something, right? In verse 31, he says, this is like a grain of mustard seed. Now, one thing that I've learned about the mustard seed as I've been studying this is the mustard seed was not a popular seed. In fact, the mustard seeds were in the aisle that nobody tended to go to. In fact, mustard trees were some of the least popular trees that people would plant. So Jesus says, what's the kingdom of God like? It's countercultural. It's something different. It's not actually going to make sense. Remember, last week I preached on this. If you want to check it out, go to walkchurch.com or our YouTube, right? The people thought Jesus was going to bring the kingdom of God right there into Jerusalem. He's going to take over Rome. He's going to shut down Herod, and he's going to, he's going to take up shop right there in the headquarters. And Jesus goes, y'all don't get it. Your ways are not my ways. Here's what the kingdom of God is actually like. He says a mustard seed? I was reading the ESV study Bible, and ESV study Bible gives a little note on this. It says, the mustard tree grows to a height of 8 to 12 feet, which is something interesting to be aware of. Israel was not prepared for an insignificant beginning to the kingdom of God, so this image would have shocked the listeners because we hear the mustard seed and we get inspired by it like God can do a lot with a little, which he can but when they were hearing it and the Messiah was sharing it, they were thinking, wait, what? That's what the kingdom of God is like? And what Jesus is trying to show us is a principle that this may take a while. Because for this little seed to turn into that tree we were just looking at doesn't happen overnight. Amen. But can I just tell somebody here in the room, God has given you a mustard sized dream that is in your heart, is in your spirit. And I want to encourage you to start small because that small start could turn into a big finish. Amen. The, the thing that Jesus is trying to show us is this kingdom of God may look small. You see Jesus pull up. Who's he got with him? Peter. Simon Peter. Right? He's got Bartholomew. He's got Thaddeus. I always name them first because they never get much love. Right. And then he's got James and John. They're like fidgeting with each other. He's got Thomas, who's like, I don't think that, I don't believe in any of this stuff. Like, I don't know if this is going to, you got Judas, he's like counting the money. And everybody's looking like, these cats ain't going to do nothing. Especially Peter, right? He's talking too much. And Jesus, right there, and Jesus prophesied about in Isaiah 53, is a man who didn't have anything that was super great about him when it came to the outward appearance. So they thought the Messiah... Remember when the, the, when the people in the book of 1 Samuel wanted to choose a king? They were like, well, we want, a, we want our king for ourselves, God. And God kind of humorously says, well, who do you want? He says, it's a bad idea. But he, they're like, we want Saul because he can bench press a lot. And God's like, you don't want Saul, trust me. And they're like, no, he's strong. And like, Jesus is like, y'all don't, don't get it. Right? Jesus didn't, they were thinking, okay, how is this, how is this small? But Jesus goes, look, this seed 
this mustard seed, me and the 12 disciples, will change the world. Yeah. We will change the entire world. The kingdom of God looks like this group right here of 12 disciples following the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, on mission with a purpose. God can do a lot with a little. Come on, somebody say start small. I mean, look at this verse with me one more time. I, I don't want us to, to miss it. Verse 31. It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground, right, this, this seed has to get sown. It has to get planted into the ground. It's the smallest of the seeds on earth. Now, this idea of the smallest of the seeds on earth. Now, for the botanists in the room, I know that there's a bunch of you, all right, who study seeds and get all that stuff. You're aware that the mustard seed is actually not the smallest seed Ever, right? What Jesus was implying here is it was, it was the least of all the seeds. So though it's not the tiniest, it was the less popular of all. Jesus, to illustrate his point, goes to the seed aisle and he goes, this one is getting no love. This one's getting no touches. This one's getting no planting. I want to use, in the kingdom of God's like, that seed. And they're like, the mustard seed? We don't like mustard? Come on, they're like, well, we ain't trying to plant a mustard tree. We want a, we want a big, juicy fruit tree. Remember the old gum, juicy fruit? That was random, sorry. Um, right? We, we, want like, we want a different tree. Jesus goes, oh, you, you, mustard seed. Mustard seed faith, right? S start small. What, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Don't forget about this verse. Do not despise these small beginnings. Amen? Don't despise the day of small starts. Oh, I can still remember when Nina and I felt called to plant this church and give God our yes and take a step. We started with a small group Bible study in the upper room of the condo that my mom was letting us stay at for that season. And it was a seed, amen? It was a mustard seed that required faith and let's show up next week and let's do it again next week and let's serve the season that God has on our lives to see what God can do because it's him that brings the increase. Amen. Amen. I, I want to encourage you today to not forget about the small beginnings. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. If you just sit on the seat and never do anything with it, I don't know if that brings the Lord much joy, but here's what I do know. The Lord rejoices to see it start. The Lord rejoices to see you take a step out of the boat. The Lord rejoices when you say, you know what, God, I'm going to do this for your glory. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to, but I'm going to go for it. Come on, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. In other words, God is watching. What are you going to do with the meanness he gave you, amen? What are you going to do with the faith that he's given you? The step that you got to take, family. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you today through this parable God can do a lot with a little. Consider the mustard seed. Amen? Amen? I grabbed this right here. Anybody know what this is? This is a pack of Altoids. Come on. God can do a lot Hallelujah. with a little. Amen? <laughs> right? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You're like, yo, I know some folks. God could do it. You might get invited back out on a date. Come on. God can do a lot with a little. Help you out, somebody. Hey, I, I was looking at this right here. Come on. This is an invite card to church. How many of you know God can do a lot with a little? This right here for some person, it looks like a little piece of card stock with some writing on it. But let me tell you, this, this little seed right here, 
could be the very seed that turns into a tree. I mean, somebody along my journey while I was sitting by myself in a cafeteria in Harrisonburg, Virginia, came up to me and said, hey, you don't know me, but I know you. And I want to invite you to our sports ministry to get some free pizza. That little seed right there, that little pizza slice, come on, somebody. That seed had a lot of power in, in, in my life, right? I, I don't know what your story is, but it started with an invite to something, amen? It started with a seed. It started with a, a parent that said, every night I'm going to pray over you. It started with something, I'm going to read this Bible story again to you. It started with the seed. Start small. Somebody say, start small. Come on, say it loud like you mean it. Start small. You got to start small to get to point number two. You ready for point number two? Point number two, grow big. Grow big. Amen. Start small, grow big. I want to emphasize this principle that the Lord wants to grow the small seed that he's given you, that he's planted in you, the dream, the vision, the idea, the heart. All of it looks different for us. But I believe God is a God of growth. Like God desires to grow the seed that's in you, the seed of faith, the seed of your relationship with Jesus, the seed of the calling that's on your life. Look at verse 32. So we continue to look at the text. It says, this is the least of all the seeds, the smallest of the seeds, verse 32. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches. I love this idea. Let me highlight it. It becomes larger than all the garden plants. Here's what I want you to stop doing. Walk church, hear me on this. Stop comparing yourself to all the other garden plants, right? Don't compare your seed to another person's seed. Your seed may look like this. Another person may have this big, glorious, beautiful seed, but the, the, the object of the seed is not dependent on the size of the seed. It's just the power within it, yeah. right? And everybody, can I just say, everybody's seed is different. I want to continue to emphasize that, right? Like even in the parable of the minas that we talked about last week, this guy got a certain amount. This one got a certain amount, right? In, 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 in the parable of the talents, right? In the, in the parable of the minas, each one got a mina and did something with it. The parable of the talents... One person got this amount, another person got another amount. In other words, God has a calling on each one of our lives. He does. I believe the Lord, what's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is Jesus working out his kingdom vision in your life, in your season. So it's not about, oh, I got I to gotta do exactly what Hyden's doing, and Hyden doesn't need to do exactly what you're doing. You got to serve the season, the calling that's on your life, that's going to bring the most kingdom activity while you're still breathing. Amen? And can I tell you, the kingdom of God is at, at work within the church, but not only in the church. The kingdom of God's in the marketplace. The kingdom of God is in the city. The kingdom of God is in the nations. This moment right here is called a huddle. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody watch sports? Call a timeout. We in the timeout, this is a huddle moment. We're calling plays. We're going to the word. We're going to the head coach, Jesus. He's saying, hey, I've given you mustard seed faith. I want you to go work it. And then what we can't do is we can't just go home and sit on it. 
Friend, we got to do something with it. Because God desires for these seeds to grow big. I wrote this down as a reality statement. I put it in my notes, but I want to call it a reality statement. Big is relative to the individual and the dream. Big to one person may be small to another. God, God knows the difference. Like, let's not be insecure about this topic. Because I was talking to a buddy of mine. Like, I, I saw somebody get, get blessed with a miraculous $1,000 gift at Walk Church at one point. Yeah, yeah. I was so pumped. And I was talking to my, my buddy who's really killing it in his business. We were working out. And I was like, dude, I was trying to like, impress him with this miracle. I was like, yo, you got to hear this. This is a person in our church. Somebody blessed this person with $1,000, bro. And he was like, $1,000? That's easy. My, what my point for sharing that was that I realized I'm impressed by $1,000 still, right? Amen? And can I get an amen from somebody? Like, I'm like, what $1,000? But for him, it wasn't impressive. Well, I don't know. What's my point? Hey, for some person, that could be a lot. For another person, that could be a little. I don't know what your dream is. I don't know what your calling is. Here's what I know. For some person... 4,000 followers on Instagram would be big. For Justin Bieber, that would be small. Big to you may be small to another person. Small to you may be big to another person. Somebody could come into this church right now. Two people could walk in this church, and one person would go, wow, this church is small. Another person would go, wow, this church is big. In the same moment. So, so big is relative to the individual and to the dream. I'm not here to compare big or small. I just know God wants growth. Amen. God wants to take your seed and he wants to grow it into a tree that can bless others. Amen. He wants to grow it into a tree that you'll be able to say, yeah, check out what God did. That you'll be able to brag on him and say, let me show you what my God did. He knows the difference. Amen, doesn't he? But I want to give you one important principle on whether or not your tree will ever get to the potential that it needs to reach. I was studying these mustard seeds and I was looking at them and I was like, man, these mustard seeds are so small. How will they ever get to the potential that God wants to reach? And I was doing all this study. I was reading scholarly articles. I was reading different book topics and all about the mustard tree and the mustard seed. I read an article out of, it was called IamMountains.com, specializing all on mustard seeds. I know, I'm not the smartest guy. And I was there and I read this quote, here it goes. The growth of the mustard tree depends on its surrounding environment. Anybody catch that? It has water-seeking roots, which means the tree can survive in extremely hot and dry soil. I was reading another article. It says, if the temperature conditions are conducive to growth, a mustard plant will begin to bud five weeks after the seedlings have appeared. What's this saying? It's saying the environment that the seed is planted in determines the size of the seed. Growth. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. Look, if you plant the mustard seed and you, it doesn't, the seed, anybody ever heard this? The fish grows to the size of its tank, right? I don't know if that's actually true or not, but my, the point is that I'm trying to say is this. The seed is going to grow to the size of the environment. Yes, amen. So if the mustard seed has all types of kingdom potential on it, 
but you're around a bunch of kingdom killers, it'll never grow that way. Religious people will kill it. Worldly people will kill it. What's a worldly person? Ugh. A worldly person is somebody who's passionate about the things of the world and not the things of the faith. So it's okay to love people that are in the world, but don't be of the world where your kingdom dream gets squashed because you don't know how to say no to something to say yes to something better. If your environment is not allowing the seed to grow, you got to get a new environment, bruh. Let me give it to you like this. It's in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15. Paul writes to the Corinthians. He says it like this. Do not be deceived. Walk church, do not be deceived. Come on, anybody? I don't want you to... I, Nina and I were on vacation this past week. Man, Nina is a beast at those claw games. She had this thing. It was gripped. It went, made its way over to the little drop-down thing, and then it shook it out. Oh, I was so, I had to work on my faith. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It was so deceiving. There's no way that didn't drop. All right, back to the story. Look, don't be deceived, right? Bad company ruins good morals. Let me get, hide in translation. Bad company ruins, ruins the mustard seed growth. Ba wake up from your drunken stupor. As is right, do not go on sinning. Some of you are like, man, Hayden's judging me. The word is judging you. I'm, re I'm reading the word, and the word of God is speaking to your heart. Do not go on sinning. Why? Because your sinful nature will not be a conducive environment that the seed can grow in. For some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. In other words, some people are going to need your mustard seed. There's people in your environment and in your life that are going to want to eat from the tree of you. If you'll grow. You know, in the book of Hebrews, there's this spot where the author says, some of y'all should be teachers by now. Some of y'all should be leaders by now. Some of y'all should be leading groups, not just attending groups. Some of y'all should be preaching sermons. Some of y'all should be planting churches. Some of y'all should be writing songs. Some of y'all should be writing books. Some of y'all should be leading the teardown team, setup team. Some of y'all should be leading in the kids' ministry. Some of y'all should be on VBS team, making a difference, social media influencers, killing the game, opening businesses, all types of stuff. Some of y'all should be doing it by now. But the problem is you're over here chilling, watching everybody else do it. And the church today has lost its influence in culture. Why? Because we're not allowing the mustard seeds to grow into its fullest potential, church. I want it. obedience. Take a step, amen? Like walk church is not the church to coast. I just want to keep it 100 with you. If you're like, man, I'm, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to chill. I'm going to get on this cruise liner. Someone feed me a grape. This ain't the one. That walk, walk implies you got to take a step. Listen to me. Listen to me, church. Hear me, hear me. I'm almost done. Nobody can take your step for you. Nobody can take your step for you. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming other people. Man, I didn't have any accountability. Take your step. Stop blaming others. Your mustard seeds for you. 
But my third and final point, it's for you, watch this, third point, to bless others. Your mustard seed is for you to grow so that you could actually make a difference with the people that are around you. I want to encourage you with that reality. As this text concludes, let's look at verse 32 as as it finishes. Yet when it is sown, it grows up, it takes time, it takes watering, it takes patience, it takes the right environment, it takes the right people. Becomes larger than all the garden plants. It puts out large branches and so that. Come on, everybody say so that. So that. Come on, say so that. So that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Now, commentators are all over the map on who the birds of the air are. Some would say the birds of the air are lost people. Others would say the birds of the air are fellow believers. Others will look to Old Testament imagery like in the book of Ezekiel. Refers to the birds of the air in Ezekiel 27, verses 23 and 24. Let's look at that verse. It says, on the mountain height, Israel, I will plant it that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. And under it will dwell every kind of bird in the shade of its branches. Birds of every sort will nest and all the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring the low, the high tree and I make it high the low tree dry up the green tree and make up the dry tree flourish I'm the Lord I've spoken and I will do it amen this prophetic word many believe Jesus is referring back to Ezekiel chapter 27 in the parable of the mustard seed in other words is it lost people is it saved people I think it's both fam I think God wants you to bless uh, I want you should have a group maybe maybe you should have a life as a disciple where lost people are like ooh I want it this tree is good. Even, even fellow believers are like, yo, your fruit, your tree is blessing me. Look at, come on, look at, look at 32 one more time. We're, we're just about done. Verse 32 in Mark. So that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Like maybe you just need a, your tree, your mustard tree would even provide the shade for somebody else's growth. That somebody who just started hanging around you got better. And said, man, how how have you been growing? I've just been hanging around growers. Been hanging around leaders. Anybody ever heard this quote before? Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. So get around some people that are going to sharpen you. Get around... Get to church, amen? Get plugged into church. Don't be just a, don't just be a watcher, be a walker. Don't just be a a chiller, right? Like, I'm gonna get in the game. Go to join the family. Get plugged in, amen? I believe this parable is about getting the seed plugged in, amen? I'm gonna close our worship team. It's gonna lead us in one final song. Um, God can do a lot with a little. I'll put one last image up on the screen. He did a lot with a little, amen? Let us not forget this seed. Born of a virgin, who is this baby with the treasures of frankincense, mirror, and gold around him? King Jesus would 
grow up to do a lot with a little, to save sinners like me and you, that we wouldn't stay sinners, but we would become saints. We would become new creations that would change the world through Christ in us and through us. Amen. Today, I want to encourage you to get that mustard seed going again. Grow it. Let it be big so that it blesses the world for his glory. Amen. Father, I thank you for this message today. I know, it, I, know I needed it. God, continue to water the seeds that are in me. And water the seeds that are in each and every believer in this room. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would touch the lives of each person here as we respond now by faith. Show us what we need to do. Show us our next step. Show us, Lord. And for those who need to get saved today, maybe it's right now you need to say yes. Call on his name. Just say, Jesus, I trust you. I don't have it all figured out, but you do. I call on your name today. I love you, Lord. I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess that you saved me through your death, through your resurrection. I'm ready to be obedient. I'm ready to follow you. Turn from my sins now. Grow this mustard seed. In Jesus' name.